Welcome to the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. With Bushy and the Mountain Man. Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Plug. With Bushy and the Mountain Man. My God, we have been away for too long. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bushy. On the other end of the mic, my other co-host, Mountain Man. How you doing? My God, skitter pal, meow, meow. Do you have... Any idea how long it's been since I missed those words? I cannot complain, Bushy. What about yourself? Oh, oh well, you know, any day above ground is a good day. Am I right? <laughs> very, very true. Very, very true. No, I, I am not too bad. We, we've been away for a while. Uh, I had to shut internet down. I was moving. Where I moved to, they actually have internet. And I was like, oh, well, shit. It's going to take me a while to get it hooked up because all they had was wireless. The right. little tiny-ass apartment I moved into, whoever was here before hardwired this son of a bitch. So I'm able to I'm able to do my radio show, and I'm actually able to finally do this again. So that's hey. kind of cool. hey <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Hell, I think the last time that we had said we were going to record was uh, WrestleMania. It was, it was. Actually, we were planning on recording a little bit before then, actually. The week of my birthday, to be honest, was the last time we were supposed to record. But unfortunately, I had a little bit of surgery, and I couldn't speak. So. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we've obviously got that all taken care of. I know there was another time we were supposed to record, but you and Jess decided y'all would get drinking and passed out. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, hey, when a woman says jump, uh, uh, especially looking naked as hell and ready to go, a man pretty much just says how high. Oh, yeah. And that, we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. And it's funny because it was shortly after that that WrestleMania was on. And it was like, yeah, man, let's do it. No, I didn't even see the last match. <laughs> yeah, you passed the hell out. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was dead to the world. So, no, we got Lady enrolled at a new school. Um, I'm upset because we've moved. Now, I, it, most big cities would probably call this a small town. It's still a city, and I just hate the fact that it's called city, and that's where I am now. That, that, that kind of bums me out. But she's been doing well with school. She was uh, all kinds of nervous for going. We went there, I think it was last Monday, to... Uh, you know, set up her schedule and all that, meet the guidance counselor, things of that nature. Right. Her first day was Tuesday. Day started off horribly. Uh-oh. School bus didn't even stop for her. Just drove on by. So we had to get her to school. She ended up getting in there late. She gets off that bus, come home, though, loves it. Loves the school. She said, everybody was so nice to her, kept coming up to her. Hey, how you doing? 
almost like you were back in the country. Because she's grown up going to that other school her whole life. She hasn't had the new experience. I used to have that every 18 months to three years in the Army until we got here. Right. You know, so she's she's really enjoying it so far. She's made herself a few friends. And the only thing that's aggravating the shit out of me is being in the city now. I'm not seeing her anymore because her damn grandmama's in, in, you know, always up here. And she's always going off with her. So I'm not spending much time with my daughter. But she's happy. That's all that matters. True, true, true. How about you? What's been going on in your world? Oh, God. Let's see. Just turned 31 years old. Yay! All right. Bless Belated me. happy birthday. I'm sure I sent you a message. That you did. That you did. You also asked me uh, uh, how was the painkillers. By God, now let me tell you. A man that hasn't done anything in a long time gets painkillers for your teeth being pulled. Let me let, let me go ahead and explain a little bit. I come home after having all of my upper teeth pulled. I ain't afraid to admit it. Uh, all my teeth, unfortunately, were rottening out of my head. So I had to have every single one on my upper mouth pulled, my upper teeth, every single one of them. God damn, now did you do that in one shot? One shot. They told me I had two choices. They said either I pull them then and get all the infection and abscess out, or get them pulled day by day and possibly maybe live another six months. Damn. So I said, screw it, pull them out. So my wife's driving me home now. Now, you you understand this as well as I do, but for anybody that does not know about uh, having an abscess or tooth pain, let me go ahead and explain something to each and every one of you right here. Meow. You feel like that you could take your best friend in the entire world and give them permission to beat the shit out of you just to get the pain to go away. Yes. I literally was in tears first. I mean, I, uh, everybody, know, everybody that knows me, I'm pretty big fella. Me in tears in front of my child, I just set me off. I was done. I said, I've got to get rid of this pain. I've got to do something. So me and Jessica take our uh, taxes, and we go to uh, the dentist uh, about an hour drive away. They numb me. Now, when I say numb, I don't mean laughing gas. I wasn't knocked out. They gave me like 15 shots in my upper mouth for for the first time in... I'd say eight years of being having tooth pain felt the best I felt ever in a long, 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 long time. I was very tickled to death. Now, when they give you shots, just to warn everybody, when they start pushing them up the front of your gums, it feels like they're pressing them to your damn sinuses. So be prepared for that. Oh. <laughs> but after, but after the nummy kicks in, <laughs> it is the greatest feeling ever. They're like, okay, you got about 45 minutes to an hour before this wears off. You need to go home and go get you some of these pills. Now, I'm not talking, oh, little bitty lightweight. I'm talking uh, uh, 300 milligram ibuprofen and 100 milligram hydrocodone mixed together. Lordy. So, needless to say, it's been, oh, 13 years since I've done anything uh, uh, remotely towards a pill or uh, uh, Mary Jane or anything at all, I'm like, okay, I can handle this. It's no big deal. Ain't going to be no problem. I get home. I'm sitting here playing the video game. I take 
two of the pills because I'm hurting really bad. Next thing I know, it is 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm passed out on the couch. Jessica's sitting over here beside of me and looks at me and goes, you have a good nap because you've been out for about, oh, uh, 12 and a half hours. <laughs> I come to, my mouth is cotton dry because my mouth's open. My dentures just barely settling, hanging there. Me like, <laughs> needless to say, I was pretty happy there for, for quite a bit. But now, finally, my dentures fitting better. I can finally talk to a point. Now, there's certain letters and certain words. I know I'm redneck, but a ditcher makes use of southern. It's not even funny. Because now there's certain letters I cannot say like I used to. I'm going to sound like I'm for freaking deliverance, so just be prepared. <laughs> anyway, other than that, uh, pretty much the same old good stuff with DJ. He's been doing really good growing. He actually walked, which I posted on Facebook and tagged you in it just a minute ago. The longest he has walked so far. Little boy's growing up, put daddy here to tears. Oh boy. Uh, uh, Work's still same. Security officer at the same place. Same people I worked with as before a couple months ago. Uh, everything's going great there. Uh, wifey's getting ready to get a little bit of time off of work because Head Start follows the school schedule. So they don't have school during the summertime. So they're getting ready to have a little bit of a break. Other than that, dude, everything's been going pretty good except for missing this. But oh, with all the stuff... With all the stuff me and you've had to deal with and run around and do, all that stuff's been fun. But I've here whenever we do our little free range talking after how was our month, week, whatever you want to call this, uh, (laughs) I'm like you. I got a few things I want to say. I I think it's going to be a fantastic episode coming up, not only with uh, what we've got planned, but just in general. So yeah. Oh, good, good. I feel you. And speaking of jobs. Now, everybody knows I pretty much love my job. Right. But, God damn it, I have been pissed off as of late. Uh-oh. Now, you remember when I used to be able to leave at 3.30 on a Saturday. Right. Because that's when I hit 40 hours. Right. It would keep me out of overtime, and I'd get home a little early. Well, our production and quality control manager changed that. He said, no. We need the foreman here. There's still stuff you could do. So you get to two and a half hours of overtime every week. And I think I spoke about this before. Yes. So I'm like, well, screw it. That's like $3,200 extra a year. I'm down. Whatever. Fuck it. Well, the company, which is based out of California, and from California, they're based out of India, decided to restructure our plant. And they got rid of that guy that had been there for 35 years. Eliminated his position. Really? The following week, my supervisor comes to me and says, you can't come in a half hour early anymore. We're getting rid of all overtime. 15 minutes. You have to be in 15 minutes before the start of your shift. So they took an hour from me. I was like, uh, you know, assholes, I was only working 40 hours in the first place, and I was just leaving at 3.30 right. on Saturday. I'd have rather did that. That's the first thing that irked me. Now, everybody in production, the 12-hour day workers, gets paid for 40 and a half hours a week. 
Okay. Once you take the half-hour lunches out for the three days, because we work three and a half days, three twelves and a six. Well, now what they did is they took our 20-minute break in the morning and the afternoon away, made a 15-minute break, and gave us a 45-minute lunch. So now everybody's only getting paid for 39 and three-quarters hours a fucking week. If I wasn't coming in those 15 minutes early every day, I'd be getting hammered, because at least I'm getting 40 hours and three-quarters of an hour. Right. So it's just... I'm glad I don't make what the operators make, I'll tell you that. If I was making what the machine operators made... I, I don't know what the hell I'd do. I do. I think I'd have to pack it up and catch a bus back home. Wow. Go go live with Dad. You say, hey, man, I, just, I can't do it. Can't live up here. It's too damn expensive up here. That so, yeah, is. That's, that's what's been going on there. Huh. I'm still trying to maintain, do my thing, but, whew, boy, doggy, they're trying to piss me off. That, that sounds like it. Are they just trying to eliminate, just save money as much as possible? Is that pretty much what it is? That's what it is, but here's what pisses me off, goddammit. All these companies giving bonuses to all their employees because of the tax savings they're, you know, the tax money they're saving because of the Trump tax plan. Yeah, my company is like, ooh, let me go ahead and hoard all this shit. Fuck all you guys. We're going to really increase our profits right now. And that's, huh. just, that's just the way I'm looking at it. I'd like to think that's not the case. But right now I'm so angry about it that that's all I, I can look at. Now, we have a company up here. It's a, it's like a gas station convenience store. It runs through uh, you know northern and central New York over to Vermont. It's called right. Stewart's. And uh, Stewart's Shops, now, it's a cool place. I actually worked for them for a while. Uh, they have their own farms to produce their own milk, their own ice cream, and things of that nature. They saved $650,000 on that tax cut that uh, corporations got. Right. Now, Stewart's has a plan that you don't have to invest in. It's like a 401k, but it's not a 401k. What they do is if you work 36 hours a week for that company, that's hard to do because a lot of it's part-time jobs. Right. But if you work for that company and your schedule was considered full-time, they automatically put you into that pool. And that money grows, grows, and grows, and grows. And even if you leave the company, you retire, whatever, that money's still growing. You take it when you want it, your share, you know what I mean? Right. They took that whole $650,000 and put it into that for the employees. Meanwhile, my fucking place is taking money away. <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. Why wow. yeah, I can't I can't figure it out, but where I am is a it's a depressed part of the world, man. I mean we do have a you know, Fort Drum, New York is right here. It is the most deployed uh uh base in the United States Army, you know, tenth mountain division. So we've got a lot, a lot of jobs up here if you want to work minimum wage part time. So you'd have to work three, four jobs to make ends meet. Right, right. So there's just no way I can leave my job. That don't mean I'm not happy right now. Oh, completely understand. Completely. I mean, I think the minimum up here now is 1040. It's going up every year up until 2020. <laughs> North Carolina has a budget. It's been saving 25 for a long time now. Yeah, but the cost of living is lower down there. <clears throat> Very true. Very true. You know, uh, people bitch about it up here, but we have that liberal-ass New York City. You know, down on our southern border, 
and everything's dictated by New York City and because the cost of living is so high there they tax the shit out of the rest of the state you know to, to make sure that those people down there living on welfare that aren't living out in the streets homeless have something to eat I guess right <laughs> so that's just the nature of the beast man you get up north and shit just gets expensive New York and California are the two worst places in the country to live now I know why you want to come back to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't even know. Right, right. But all right, we uh, we have something we've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, these are some buddies of mine, and I hope to make them buddies of yours. Um, I've interviewed these guys on my radio show several times. Um. The first time uh, I was on with the founding member bass player, Michael Von Pagan, and uh, I think he was on for an hour and a half with me at least, talk time. And then when they signed uh, to their independent record label, JEM Records, they broke that news on my radio show. So I have a real close relationship with them. Well, they finally did their first release uh, for JEM Records. And it's actually a re-record remix of an album they recorded in 2004. Right. I thought it would uh, it would be fun to do a little review of this album. Um, the band, uh, I knew them as Pagan Holiday. Now, I don't know if there's another Pagan Holiday out there. Uh, so it's evolved into 13 Pagan Holiday 13 is the name of the band. And the album we're going over... It's really a cool name, man. It's the Church of Graveyard Religion. Yep. Now, I got to ask you about, man, just just the title of that album. What, what's your feel? Just as soon as I heard that, whenever you first asked me about doing this album review, I was like, okay, if we're going to Pagan Holiday with the name plus also that, this is going to be like a uh, Halloween-ish uh, theme, possibly, but also to the point of definitely heavy metal, or at least uh, uh, Halloween metal, as I like to call it. So, I mean, that that was the feel I got without listening to the album. Okay, this this might be Halloween theme with a mixture of heavy metal and or hard rock. All right, all right, that's definitely fair enough. That's definitely fair enough. They're definitely a horror rock band, um, heavily influenced by bands like Kiss and Motley Crue. Right. Because, uh, hell, I went to high school with a bass player. You know, so um, that's definitely their niche. Halloween is their uh, uh, favorite time of year. Um, and, and that's kind of their whole thing, is, is the horror rock. They call it Rot and Roll. R-O-T-T and Roll. Rot and Roll. Yep. You know, it's it's just a lot of fun. I think this is a this whole album is just fun. It's it's very different, and uh, the cool thing is, as I was talking with uh, Von Pagan, and I, cause I was, there, there's a part that's going to come up in here later, and I was just stumped. I was stumped. So I I you know I texted him say, hey dude, what the hell does this come from? I know I've heard it, but what I think it is is not what it is. Right. <laughs> so. As we're going through this review, track by track, I've actually got a track by track rundown of what the band was thinking 
um, when they recorded. Oh, split. Oh yeah. So this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Now I have to take a sip of a brewski. Mount Ben, you said you're drinking with me tonight, aren't you? I am. I have my Coronas with lime sitting next to me. DJ is in the bed. Jessica just got her shower walking around the house naked. My God, I'm good to go. Good Lord. Look, I don't need to be being interrupted with no weird noises, all right? Uh, oh, trust me. If there's only weird noise, it'll just be choking noises. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> and that's why I love this show. <laughs> Uh, but to go on a little bit about what you were asking, what was my first point of view? Now, after listening to this album, you are exactly right. I didn't look at it whenever I was meaning Halloween combined with horror. They are definitely horror-themed within this album, and that's one of the reasons I think I fell in love with this album so for as of right now with everything, because, dude... Uh, I mean, yeah, Halloween, Halloween, horror, yeah, go together to a point. But down here in the South, Halloween is taking the youngins out trick-or-treating. It's not horror, as in me watching scary movies, which I love. So definitely want to throw that out there, guys. This is, this is, this is going to be a fun, fun review. I can done already tell. Oh, absolutely. And I and I understood completely what you were saying. And uh, that would be the, the feel that I would get. They actually have a song called Long Shadows Fall on Halloween, that I, uh, I play a lot on my radio show. Um, they have two new tracks that have been released. Uh, they were actually released before this album, but like I said, this album was recorded earlier. Uh, right. I have uh, He Who Walks Behind the Rose and um, Long Shadows Fall on Halloween. Now, He Who Walks Behind the Rose is based on the Stephen King novel, Children of the Corn. Right. You know, that's a great track. And uh, the Long Shadows Fall song is, well, self-explanatory. But, uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun, and I think we should dive right into it. I'm going to go ahead and through the magic or power of my magical editing skills, let's play the intro. Fantastic. about to tell you is a cautionary tale. Tales of the unknown. Tales of madness. Tales of madness. and ghosts and the undead. Listen. Now listen well, my friends. Now listen well, my friends. For I'm about to begin. And if you survive today, you will face Pagan holiday. Oh, 
Now that's just fun. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take this one just to just to set it off, if you don't mind, Mountain Man. Go for it. By all means. Alrighty. Uh, to me, this is just a fun opening to the album. Uh, it's. I, I hate to say this because I know the guys are going to listen, but it's basically a B horror movie sounding track. You know, I love the laughter at the end of it. That's something you would have heard at a an old cheesy Dracula film. You know. Yep. But it prepare uh, it prepares you for what Pagan Holiday is all about. I just I, I think it's brilliant. Oh, I can't agree with you more. Uh, with the first time I heard it and sit and listen, now don't get me wrong, I am a fan of horror films. I love horror films, whole nine yards, especially newer ones. But starting out, I started out, yeah, I'm from the 80s, whoop de doo. I love the Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, J- uh, uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason Jorge's, I mean, all the originals, Michael Myers, that. That implemented into what our movies gotten to pretty well today. Hearing that the old Dracula theme, I mean, it actually hooked me, especially with that laugh at the end of it. Um, definitely a fun track to begin. It it, it it makes you think, okay, they're already starting this off to lead it to this kind of music. This is fixing to be very interesting. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, it's 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 weird, obviously, because. You have to like this kind of um, this genre of film. I'm not a huge fan of horror. Uh, I don't rush out to see every horror film that goes out, right. but I don't hate it. You know, there's there's stuff. You know, I, I don't like Jason Voorhees at all, but I love his mom, Mrs. Voorhees, and I think that was the best Friday the Thirteenth. That's just my thing, you know. For sure. But uh, so a little background. This was recorded in 2004 at a Big Sky Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, by Dave Swart. Uh, he was the former bassist of Leviathan Records, which was David Chastain's label. Uh, Leviathan Records bands, uh, Simple Aggression. Um, and the intro was actually spoken by Darren McKinney, lead guitar of Simple Aggression. And if you'll uh, give me just a little bit of leeway, all the lead guitars on this uh, album were played by Darren McKitty of Simple Aggression. Uh, they were actually a big deal there in the Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati, Ohio area. They even had their video played at Beavis and Butthead, so you know they they, they were making some waves. Right. So the, just a little bit of backstory on that album, and that's per the great Michael Von Pagan. We might have to try to get him on. Yes, uh, definitely, for sure. All right, uh, track two... The calling, here it is. Did you hear something? Just now? Yes. No. Sean, those hooligans are in the park again. I rose 
That one from the get-go automatically made me think of the old-school stories of horror, horror films, everything, whole nine yards. The guitars, the layout, even the bass, dude, is definitely uh, an, an absolute tribute to this song of the way it, the way they're playing it, dude. Uh, the lyrics kind of stumped me. I had to listen to the track about three or four times because... I mean, definitely with this kind of music you've never heard of them, you definitely got to do that. But, dude, all around with the guitar riffs, whole nine yards, especially the melody between all of it, dude, it's, it, it is a definite good first song set up into this album. To especially explain to explain the story of the uh, album itself from the beginning all the way to the very last track, uh, 
with the lyrics and stuff, great follow through, great understanding. And dude, I'll be honest, when I first heard it, it almost made me think of Tim Burton's uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas theme, but laid out a hell of a lot better. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm sure they would take that as a compliment. Um, for sure. For me, I think it's just an all-around cool tune. Uh, I think what I love most is is the keyboards that, that hover in the background. And I absolutely love uh, those growling vocals and what I feel anyway is, is the chorus. And, and yes. the riff during the chorus is what I think is, uh, you know, one of the standout things. Now, apparently, and, and I had a hard time understanding what the song was about. Uh, I'm here, same here. Yeah, it was, well, it was, uh, this is, this is from Micah Von Pagan. It was written from the point of view of a person transforming into a werewolf and losing his humanity. Gives that subject okay. a whole new meaning, huh? Yeah, that definitely gives it a damn big ass meaning difference. Wow. Okay, that puts it a little better in perspective now, uh, for sure. But yeah, when when you first hear it, it's like, what? Wait a minute. No, hold on. Rewind. What? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Rewind. Do we do that anymore? Uh, I do. It's called back, uh, hit back fifteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Oh lordy. Then we move on to the third song, "Hail to the Boomstick." Check this one out. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. The twelve gauge double barreled Remington. Yeah! 
All right, hail to the boomstick. Now, I saw this as a tribute to Army of Darkness. I may have had the films messed up. It's very driving. It's up-tempo. I love that breakdown in the middle with the uh, Necronomicon sequence from the film. It's just an all right. fun song. What do you think? Dude, I completely agree. If, if uh, this band was to do a video, this would be one of the songs that I would actually like to see them do it with. This one, the upbeat, uh, like you said, the upbeat tempo, whole nine yards. Uh, it, it is a definite catchy tune you would want to sit there and repeat and listen. Especially if you're ticked off at the world to a point just to have a good song with an awesome riff. Yes, it is absolutely all around a great song. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, I, I have to laugh at uh, the notes on this one uh, from Pagan. Because he said, LOL, Evil Dead. <laughs> evil dead that's it that's what i kind of thought of a little bit but then i was like i don't know if we're going that direction or not exactly because i th- i thought that i didn't know if they were going new evil dead or old evil dead well see I, so, I knew it was definitely old but when you hear the whole boomstick thing all i can think of is nash in the grocery store uh and that would be army of darkness so right e- either exactly. way great great tune great tune all right, uh, boy, this one's this one's cool. Uh, Torched by an angel. Here you go. <laughs> Yourself before answers. Why? 
dude, the melody of this song is very catchy on the guitars, bass, and drums, especially with the keyboards in the back. Um, the the whole song's demeanor is fantastic and outstanding for its theme. So, with everything running with it all combined together, it actually makes this song stand out as one of my top favorites of the album. It's not my number one, but it is definitely one of my top favorites. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And the funny thing is, because they're singing about a genre I'm not familiar with, I don't always know what they're singing about. And this right. is uh, another perfect example. However, I... Uh, it's got a you know a super cool computer synth sound, you know synth sound to open up. Yes, uh, and when the band kicks in, it, it's just a very cool vibe. It's kind of driving. It's not super upbeat. I totally dig the breakdown, you know, chorus, whichever uh, riff, and, uh, and and the music's got a real cool solo. All in all, it's a cool tune. Yeah, I would rank it up there myself. Now, uh, on on speaking with Mr. Von Pagan. Uh, this is about the feeling of a broken heart by someone you loved and trusted. So, apparently this is a breakup song. I think we both can attest to that one. Yeah, that shit sucks. Fuck them bitches. Bitches be crazy. You're right, right. <laughs> All right, then we're going to move into uh, the fifth track. You know, it sucks because this isn't released on vinyl, so there's no flipping it over. You just play through. Right. The fifth track is called Overture in the Key of Night. Check this one out.
Wow, man, is it your turn? Your turn. All right. This is beautiful. This is absolutely beautiful, yet a haunting piano instrumental. In all uh, uh, honesty, it's uh, one of my favorite parts of the album. I, uh, I don't know where to rank it, but I absolutely love it. How about you? Oh, dude, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. That was the first thing I actually wrote down for this song was beautiful uh, piano playing from start to finish. Uh, but for the, for its theme, a lot of people, if you, and I'll go ahead and say this, if you're not into horror or heavy metal music, this, this album is going to be hard for you to listen to. But if you actually appreciate the instrumental input from all these guys, especially on the piano, on this song, Jesus Christ. It, it'll it blow your mind away, almost make you think of a damn rock ballad. I'll be in a horror theme. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. Absolutely. It was uh, written and performed by our, when I say our, I'm reading from Vaughn Pagan's notes, written and performed by our longtime guitarist, Brian Beast, it's our ode to the creatures of the night. So yeah, the horror theme very strong in that track. This one, this one I dig. Here's number six, Room with a View.
This song, musically, in my opinion, kicks ass. For for the horror theme aspect of it, all of them contribute 100%. But don't get me wrong, I, I'm from the South, I love horror movies, but lyrically this song confused me a little bit in some aspects. But at the same time, breaking it down for what you want, because everybody has their own interpretation of music these days, even though bands... Put it out for a certain way for them. It, it, that's the beauty of music. You can interpret it any way you want to for yourself for you to enjoy it. So this song interpreting for what my understanding was it, it could turn out to be something good, but also something very, very, very damn scary to a point. So I, it, it, looked, it felt like to me it went two different ways, but I'm not 100% sure exactly what they were looking for in it. So... But musically, I absolutely dig the entire song. It is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I, I feel you. Um, this one has a killer opening, man. Uh, you can hear the band's '80s metal influence in this track. That's what I really dig about it. Lyrically, I get the feeling they're talking about being trapped inside one's own mind, only able to see what's uh, you're able to see what's going on. You know, even, well, even though you're trapped there, you can see what's going on. Well, see, I, I kind of got that vibe too, but I also got the vibe of actually being locked up in an insane asylum going through that experience. I got that vibe from it as well, which is technically the same thing to a point, but physically or mentally trying to trying to differentiate the two. That's, that's the only aspect of the song I kind of got a little mixed up on, but at the same time, like I said, Interpret it the way you want to to best understand it for yourself and figure out a way to love the song. That's 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 the basis of what I what I interpreted from the whole song to be able to get what I got from it. So yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. Mate. Sure, sure. It's definitely a cool track, and you hit on something pretty strong. You got more than you thought you got uh, from the notes of Mr. Von Pagan. It's a Twilight Zone-ish story about a person put in the psych ward for being schizophrenic. But in the end, they really did see things, inspired by the second Hellraiser movie. That's where it's from. I was wondering if that was a concept. Son of a bitch, now I know. I, I was kind of trying my damnedest to figure out that movie for that basis, and thank you. That, that Holy shit, I can't believe I actually got that close on this one. Wow. You know, it's so funny because... When I got these notes, and, and, and I've had them for a while, because we've been talking about doing this review since the last episode we did, I, I was like, oh shit, Dub's going to pick up on that right away, right away. the Mountman's going to have it. I'm surprised you didn't. You did catch the psych ward, because I didn't catch that. Well, that's why I said insane asylum. Same thing, psych ward, insane asylum. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's why I said that. You caught yeah. that part. That's badass. Yeah. All yeah, right. That. This one... <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Let's just let him listen to it. Dead on the dance floor. Oh yeah. Let's see all the ladies out there tonight. Cause this one goes out to you. Feel that fucking beat. Saturday night, feeling alright.
God damn it, I know it's my turn. I love this song. The bass <laughs> is just so fucking slick. The whole opening's very reminiscent of uh, like 70s funk. It's just so goddamn cool. And the chorus, man, it's out there. I fucking love how it goes into this killer riff. And that crazy high-pitched wailing is just sick. This is my second favorite track on the album. That I have to agree 100%. The, to be honest, his lyrics on this one is what gets this tune over with the riff. You, th- there's a hard time combining certain songs, especially with new rock today. They'll play a good-ass damn riffs and bass line and drums, but fuck it up with lyrics. Or vice versa. They'll play a shitty-ass music line with fucking killer riffs. They made it work 100% on this song. I absolutely love the singing, especially the high tone of it. Especially, it, it, this song definitely all in one tied together perfectly. Now, I'm like you. This is my second favorite song. But not my first, but definitely definitely a close. Hell yeah, great too. And, and, I, and I love the notes from uh, Mr. Von Pagan. We wanted to show we had a sense of humor. It's our metal slash disco zombie tribute. <laughs> It's fucking brilliant. All I can think of is dead, like literally dead, dancing at a club. Yep, literally. (laughs) There's no other way of putting it. Just literally, just, oh, fuck, I'm done. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. (laughs) I I fucking love it. I I can't help it. I can't stop. Anytime I play this album, I find myself skipping to that song. (laughs) It's not even my favorite track. Let's go. Oh, track number eight. Here you go. When shadows fall. Turtle fire and 
Sorry about that. What do you think of that one? That song lyrically caught my attention out of all the songs, especially for the message that he's talking about. Now, like I said, everybody interpret it the way you want to. Uh, basically dealing with a hard point in your life is what I got from it and being able to over- overcome it. One reason I'm a huge fan of Slipknot, that's 90% of their songs. Uh, on this one, basically being able to battle back, 100% caught my attention musically. A fantastic uh, outlay of the entire input for all of it, the, for the whole entire song. A, a great, great, great tune, especially for this album. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, songs just heavy as fuck. It's eerie as hell. Killer riffage. Cool guitar solo. I dig the hell out of it. I didn't know what the hell it was about. However, it's their version of Sympathy for the Devil. But it's about a vampire that's lived since the dawn of man. Well, my interpretation is definitely bass backwards, but oh well. <laughs> I didn't even have an interpretation. I just knew I dug the shit out of it. Oh, the the outlay of how heavy the song is. I just uh, that, that I love heavy music. Always have. So yeah, they definitely caught my attention on all of it. So for sure. Nice, nice. All right, number nine, a murder of crows. <laughs>
right, that is my favorite song on this album. The intro is eerie, and then when those layered vocals come in, that gets downright creepy. The keyboards are brilliantly recorded in the mix, and I love the little heavy part with the double kick drums. This is just a perfect, perfect tune. Best song on the album. What do you think? I have to agree on the drumming 100%, dude. The double kick on it and the eeriness with the keyboards. It's it's almost like you're in a fucking horror film getting ready to be heavy throat sliced. You, you know something's fucking coming, period, point blank. I 100% agree. This is my favorite song on the album as well. Absolutely love it, especially the outlay of everything with the, it, like you saying, the kids fucking creepy. You're 100% correct. <laughs> so definitely, definitely a fantastic tune. I, I, the dude on the keyboards, I don't know if he studied this from the freaking Dracula or what, dude, but Jesus Christ. He's probably one of the best keyboard keyboardists that I have heard in a band in a very, very, very long damn time. Nice, nice. They call them pianists. Pianists. Pianists, whatever. <laughs> Not pianists. What the fuck? Pianists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, A Murder of Crows is our Halloween anthem about a man who is forever crucified by Samhain as a living scarecrow for a wrongdoing he committed. That's creepy as fuck. Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> now, this next one, I'm going to go ahead and play this next part. I don't know if you got it right away. I could not grab where the fuck I heard this from. And I'm going to read you specifically from my notes, and then I'll tell you what he told me. It was. I was pissed off because I own the movie. But here it is. This is spoken narration. It has no title. In the Roman Civil War, Julius Caesar knew he had to march on Rome itself, which no legion was permitted to do. Marcus Lucanus left us a chronicle of what happened. How swiftly Caesar had surmounted the icy Alps and in his mind conceived immense upheavals, coming war. When he reached the water of the little Rubicon, clearly to the leader through the murky night appeared a mighty image of his country in distress. Grief in her face, her white hair streaming from her tower-crowned head. With tresses torn and shoulders bare, she stood before him and sighing said, Where further do you march? Where do you take my standards, warriors? If lawfully you come, if as citizens this far only is allowed. Then trembling struck the leader's limbs, his hair grew stiff, and weakness checked his progress, holding his feet at the river's edge. At last he speaks. O oh, Thunderer, surveying great Rome's walls from the Tarpeian rock, O oh, Phrygian house gods of Eulis, clan and mysteries of Quirinus who was carried off to heaven. O Jupiter of Latium seated in lofty elder and hearths of Vesta. O Rome equal to the highest deity, favor my plans. Not with impious weapons do I pursue you. Here am I, Caesar, conqueror of land and sea, your own soldier everywhere. Now too, if I am permitted the man who makes me your enemy, it is he, will be the guilty one. 
Then he broke the barriers of war and through the swollen river swiftly took his standards. And Caesar crossed the flood and reached the opposite bank. From Hesperia's forbidden fields, he took his stand and said, Here I abandon peace and desecrated law. Fortune, it is you I follow. Farewell to treaties. From now on, war is our judge. Dude, that song out late. I, I, I'm like you. It's on the tip of my tongue. I cannot figure it out. A great song. It reminds me of a certain film, but I cannot peg it to save my damn life. I have tried. Dude, I even went as far as being mom searching through our damn movies trying to figure it out, but I could not put my damn finger on it. I'm telling you, you're going to shit yourself when you hear. Let me give you, I'm going to read from my notes word for word. I got two sheets of paper here, so you have to bear with me. Alright. Spoken narration. Cool little Roman spoken word, but I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what the hell this comes from. But it's cool. I was thinking 300. I was thinking Gladiator. <clears throat> this was supposed to be a hidden track. We loved how dramatic and deep the spoken words warning of the fall of human arrogance. Right. This is from Gods and Generals, the Civil War movie. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's uh, uh, it, it's it's the Union soldier. Ah, uh, fuck, man, I can't remember the guy's actual name. I can't remember his film name. But before that last battle in that miniseries in that movie, that's him giving that speech. I was blown the hell away out, and I'm so mad because I love that movie. I don't even watch Gettysburg because I'm like, yo, fuck that. <laughs> right. But Gods and Generals, I have it on Blu-ray. I could not grab it because you think Gladiator, you know. But then there's cannons and bombs. I, well, no, that can't be Gladiator. They didn't have that shit. It completely confused me. And when he sent these notes to me, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, just so you guys know, because I know you are going to hear this album review, Fuck y'all, son of a bitch, damn to hell. I now 100% agree with you, Nate. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, pissed me off because I, I should have known that. All right, then we're going to move into the closing track on the album. This is called, And the Last One Fell.
Alright, this is just a cool instrumental to close the album. It's eerie, it's ethereal sounding uh, with those keyboards. It's got real slow, heavy riffage. You know, driving bass, great drums. It's just an awesome way to close the album out. What'd you think of it? I 100% agree. The bass stuck out to me on this one, dude. Uh, you you can definitely tell. Uh, what What's your friend's name again? I'm sorry, I drew a blank. No, that's okay. That's Michael Von Pagan. Thank you, thank you. He, you could tell his layout of the bass line on this one. He definitely wanted it to stand out with the keyboards especially to make a good closing because in any horror, horror film or anything, that bass line is key to being able to get the suspense and everything that's coming. So his outlay on his uh, uh, what he put down on this for the uh, closing is just absolutely phenomenal. I, I love the way that they closed it out. And to be honest, I can't wait to hear more stuff from them. I, I'll be 100% honest. Yeah, I can't either. Um, well, let me read you this little byline here. The last one fell. This is our version of Metallica's Orion or Call of Tulu. We wanted to channel our influences and also pay tribute to all those who have fallen in the theater of war. So, badass, badass track. Yes. Now, um, I remember back when we were in high school, because uh, you used to use four-track recorders to put their albums together. And uh, they did a ridiculous cool cover of fucking um, the Munsters theme song, metal style, you know, or heavy metal for the time, you know, definitely right. rock and roll. But great, great cover of that. And I, I've been autumn to include that on their next album. I, I keep hoping that they'll throw me a bone. But uh, I know they are writing. I don't know if they're in the recording process yet, but they are writing to release their next album. And uh, Michael Von Pagan has told me he has an exclusive for me coming up. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it is. I just know I'm excited. Well, dude, if we can, we need to get that on this show. I understand the power error is important to you, but damn it, we need it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I might give this second dibs. <laughs> the second dibs. The hell. <laughs> hey, uh, it, it's it's a numbers game at this point. Um, with, with this show, we don't always do music, so we don't always get music listeners. I get music listeners every week on the power hour, though. Me, 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 me. <laughs> So yeah, there it is. 2004 is the Church of Graveyard Religion by the Great 13 Pagan Holiday 13. Definitely check it out. I think the Mountain Man will agree. It's a great album. Uh, you can get it on uh, iTunes, uh, Amazon. Uh, and it, you can get a CD. You can get a physical copy. You can get a CD. And it's on uh, Google Play. So definitely go check that out. For sure. Uh, just so anybody knows, and I, I mentioned this to Bushy earlier, to be honest, don't get me wrong. I love uh, heavy metal music. Always have, and I, I, this this band to a point has made me kind of see one uh, artist the way I thought he should have been. Uh, I love some songs by this artist, uh, and I'll go ahead and say Marilyn Manson. Mar Manson is not my favorite uh, in the entire world by a long shot. But to be honest, if Manson would have went this route, this band done themselves, 
dude, in my opinion, he would have got a hell of a lot more fan base, especially for uh, having this theme to him, in my personal opinion, than anything. So for you guys, for me personally, to say y'all are better than Marilyn Manson, there you go. That's that's my honest opinion. Wow, wow. High praise for Pagan Holiday. That is fucking awesome, Mountain Man. And I, I hope they tune in and listen to this because that is badass. And yeah, Manson could have pulled off the, uh, the the horror rock. He probably could have. You're absolutely right. And it's funny because uh, in talks with uh, Von Pagan, he told me this was their attempt at a goth album. And when Manson came out, he was supposed to be kind of goth. So it kind of makes sense that you would think that way. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, like I said, if, I, if Manson could have went a little more this way than the pop rock, BS that he done there towards the end, yeah, I think it'd have turned out a lot better. So these guys have surpassed Manson in my book by tenfold, and I can't wait to hear more. Outstanding. Well, you can find them on Facebook. Uh, they have a Facebook page called the Thirteen Pagan Holiday Thirteen Boo Crew. That's B O O Crew. Crew spelled the right way. Um, you can. Find their music on YouTube. You can find the official music video for Long Shadows Fall on Halloween. Um, they have a great song on there from back in the day called uh, Sex and Drugs are from Aldehyde. Uh, and they have some other stuff that they had released that they haven't released on this record label yet. But it's still some good stuff. You know, Go check out their YouTube page. Give their YouTube page some love. For sure. For sure. All right. Mountain Man, anything to promote? Promote? No, but I ain't done with this show yet, dude. We have been absent for a while, damn it. I, last I heard, you had some shit you wanted to talk about. Ah, uh, I kind of got over that. Ah, oh, come on now, damn it. <laughs> no, I, uh... <laughs> you know how I get caught up in my head and I get pissed off about things? And then I let right. them go? Well, yeah. I let them go. So that's, that's, that's the best advice I can give. Okay. I will say this. If somebody tells you they're crazy, you believe it. That's all I'll say. Well, you told me that not even three days when I met you before, so... True state. <laughs> I'm still here, though, bitch. This is true. You're still here. <laughs> no, no, everything... Every, every, everything's okay. I mean, my life sucks right now. So I don't want to be a downer on the show, but I'm okay. I'm doing good. We're alive. Right. We have food in our bellies. We're getting to work. We're getting to school. So we're good. There you go. There you go. Well, Damon, like I said, I, I ain't done with this show. So uh, let's 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 spin this around a little bit because I'm sure listeners want to know. Uh, during this little hiatus of us being gone, what good has been happening to you, brother, other than just moving and getting a van in school? Ooh, I, I, damn, Mountain Man, I don't have any good to talk about. Uh, what? Right, right now, it's like I got my health. <laughs> and right now, my nose is running. And, uh, yeah, no, no. Life sucks right now. I don't even want to talk about that. Well, then, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, I, yeah, a, a, a couple weeks ago, I was full bore, ready to go. And as we've had time to sit back, the immortal words of Ken Mills have gone through my mind. The mic should never be used to hurt. 
So instead of ranting and raving, I just say I'm good. Things aren't great, but I'm good. Okay. Well, you can edit this shit out the, down the line, so don't worry. You, that's that's why you're our main editor. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> can't edit this out because then I can't send praise to Ken Mills. Well, figure out a way here at the moment just to uh, spin this around because I'll promote Kim Mills. There you go. <laughs> By the way, he's back. Yes, I saw that. That actually was what I was going to promote was him uh, having his little uh, run with the hospital and us sending prayer to him and same old shit. And to hear that he's back and uh, ready to go back at it again and keep up with everything is fantastic. Absolutely, so. absolutely. The Pop Podcast is back for season two. He just uploaded the first episode. Definitely check that out. Ken Mills, man, that's the pod father. And yes. He had a bad run there for a minute. He graced us with his presence on this tiny fucking show. So we have a lot of love and respect for the great pod father, Ken Mills. We're glad he's doing well. We're glad he's back. And, hell, as long as you're talking about that, we might as well mention all of our friends. You know, uh, Decibel Geek Podcast, they're responsible yep. for Rock and Pod Expo. Um, yep. Occurring again this year. I don't know Don't know if I'm going to be able to go. That's got me down. But that's happening in Nashville. If you can get to Nashville on August 25th, get your ass there because it's a great time. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, one of the greatest podcasts on the fucking planet. Check those guys out. Wadzilla and Dr. Fuck are both buddies of ours. Um, yep. Talk to me. He's a great podcast. Check that out. Check out the Lee Gersman show. Check out uh, Freeform Rock Podcast. Uh, who the hell am I forgetting? Uh, the Hustle with Mr. John Lamoureux. Also graced yep. with his presence on the show. He does some great work. Now, what I want to promote is this guy on YouTube who's who, who's right up our alley, Mountain Man. Uh, he's from Tennessee, from Cheatham County, Tennessee. And uh, he was doing a lot of funny YouTube videos. I actually caught him because he did a How Do I Feel After Trump Won the Election video. And I laughed hysterically as he's got his rebel flags in the back. And I want to say he's got an AR-15 or something, but he's definitely flipping off the camera and cheering and hooting and hollering. Right. So I started watching this guy, and he's hilarious. Now, he'll show you some redneck shit where you're out there mudding, you know. But then he got into this country rap game. You know, because apparently the kid likes rap music and he likes country music. He said, fuck it, I would do it. And he's released a bunch of albums. You can get them on Google Play and iTunes. And um, the thing is, when I heard country rap, he started talking about that. I was like, oh, so Kid Rock all over again. Right. But it's not like that. Because it's like, it's like rap. I mean, like rap. But he's talking about country shit. <laughs> Here's the best example. This is one of my favorite rap songs he does. Uh, this is uh, Up Church the Redneck. This is Johnny Cash. Sure, I ain't just showing 10 And there ain't a motherfucker that's alive right now That's gonna come
soul searching a soul purpose. There's no certain curtain I'm supposed to emerge in before a show opens. A microphone is coated with the truth of a man that's older than he leads on to be spoken. But maybe the Illuminati is on the way that he's flowing. <laughs> yeah, fuck a record, this is that a thousand times. Since then, I write about a thousand rhymes. Got a lot of people trying to give advice. Honestly, they should probably take mine. I'm dressing like I'm headed to the CMAs. Rolling in a car to 20 on the day. Clubbox got a pistol and a bunch of cash. Two was how he got an extra fucking ass. All she smoke is Mary Jane about the glass. That's not a suit, don't cover white trash. Catches on my finger, I'm okay with that. I'm from the woods with dirty, dirty on the map. Tennessee, all the way to Alabama. Turkey, Florida, Georgia, and Indiana. We about to party like Louisiana. I'ma make it rain like hurricanes are coming. I really got some nerve doing what I do. Write songs like motherfucking rules. Playing in front of hundreds. So I'm pissed off, but I'ma make a name regardless of the cost. The only person that can kill me is myself, as legendary as underground I'll ever get. A national man that you can never go forget, and when I'm done, you know I'll be well dressed, bitch. Johnny Cash, black on black. Johnny Cash, black on black. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, black on black. Johnny Cash, black on black. Johnny Cash, black on black. Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. Now, he's about to release an album here on April 20th. You'll be able to uh, to download it. Because I don't think he does CDs yet. Because like Dr. Fuck, he won't sign to a fucking label. And he's about to explode. This guy is at the point where he's going to explode. Because he's done his country rap albums. He's done country albums. He's about to release a rock album. And uh, if you get a chance, because I'm not going to play another song on here, go and check out um, Pond Creek Road. Yep. It's a great tune, great tune. Upchurch, Ryan Upchurch, Upchurch Redneck, however you want to call him, go give that guy some love. Especially if you're a redneck motherfucker like me and the Mountain Man. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, I have missed doing this. I hope this review goes over well. I hope people laugh. Listen, listen, just listen to it. Damn it. They're going to have to listen to it because all the songs are in here. Yep. You're going to have to listen to it no matter what. Yeah, if you want to hear us talk about it, you're going to have to listen to it. Exactly. I missed you, Mountain Man. We're going to have to get off of here, find out what the fuck we're going to talk about next week. Let's get back onto a weekly format because I have time for it again. Um, I always love talking to you. I love seeing the, the, the videos. All I did was like the video today of a, 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 a DJ walking, but I tell you what, it's cute as hell and your life's about to go straight to shit. Because now you're no, right. about to fall in, busting skulls open, getting into shit. But it's a fun time. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. For sure. I, I've already realized that. I cried my eyes out because I ain't ready for him to be a big boy yet. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. My daughter come home saying, somebody said the new girl's hot. Like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that shit. All right, man, it's man, it's been great talking to you. Mountain Man, final thoughts. Same as always, and I have missed saying this. Stay sick, take care of one another. Skitter pow meow meow, Mountain Man out. I kinda I, I, I kinda got wood right there. That's sexy. Motherfuckers, bye vinyl. We'll see you next week. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through.
Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week. Damn, hurry up. We ain't got all day. I think I found it. Did you hear that? Smells like palmos. The cashier wears the same overalls. The cops wash the blood off their hands with the moonshine they took from the moonlight. Dark sky, no leads, nobody knows why. Dead bodies in the trees where I get my soul. Dead in roads, dead in roads lead to the small trails. Headstones from the 1800s. Ghost lurk till you feel the chill. Dirty South, dirty South.